It's Kitchen Table Spirituality, your weekly devotional. It took 42 mice moving 42 pieces of cheese to get this episode to you. But we did it because you deserve it. I'm here with the mouse master himself, the man who tames mice with a plum. Pastor Charlie Eastman of Pilgrim Congregational Church in Southborough, Massachusetts. And I am here with Jonathan Malone, the mouse wrangler extraordinaire, the man with the plan for moving the cheese at exactly the right moment to get the mouse to do exactly what you want it to do. Get along, you mice! Get along! First Baptist Church in East Greenwich, Rhode Island, where there are no more mice. No, because we got rid of them so well wrangled. You know what's weird is the kind of chaps you have to wear when you're wrangling mice. People have no idea the sacrifices we make yeah, for this program. It, 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 it needs to be a polyester blend. Ideally. Cotton Because it wicks the mice away. Cotton kills. You can't Yeah, can't mice will cotton. just be absorbed by the cotton. That's right. But the polyester blend chaps will wick the mice away. For anyone still with us, thank you. Yeah. Just thank you. It, <laughs> it took... We went through at least five rewrites of that script oh. to get to what you just heard. Again, they have no idea. It started with Moby Dick metaphors mm-hmm. and then moved to Billy Budd. And then Charlie had something about Bartleby Pied the Piper Scrivener. And, and, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, it was it was amazing. All the, but we're here. All the Melvilles. Um, yeah, we're here. And we're here with oh. a different topic than we thought we might be. But we'll get to that in a minute yeah. after we tell you what's going on. Like, what's happening in East Greenwich, Rhode Island? East Greenwich, Rhode Island. We're coming up on our Children's Day service this Sunday. Right on. Uh, We're going to be worshiping, and it's an outdoor service. Mm -hmm. So at at Goddard Park at 10 o'clock, people, all of our outdoor services start at 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. Get it through your head. Come on. We go over this and over this. 10 o'clock. But it's important. It's important because we're going to have another. We're going to have an outdoor service in July. We'll have another one in August. Wonderbar. You could show up at 930. That's fine. Um, Just not at 1030. yeah, well, you can show up at ten thirty too if you, but you'll miss all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. We we front load our services. Yeah. Uh, so that's at Goddard Park at ten o'clock this Sunday, followed by a, a picnic. Uh, please bring your own picnic. Uh, we're not going to have a potluck, you know, but we will have games to play afterwards, that kind of thing. And the Children's Day service is always just it's it opens my eyes in different ways to how God moves. Wonderful. Uh, it, yeah, great, great service. And we are still doing communion this Sunday, so um, be ready How for that. How are you doing communion? Well, we'll, for those we'll probably at, get to this in our discussion. But. Yeah, but for those at home, um, you know, have your own elements. We're going to stream the service still, so you, as we have been, have your own stuff. But we have individual cups and wafers that we hand out ahead of time. They're uh-huh. all individually wrapped and packaged. You can purchase them. Uh, the wafers either on the top or the bottom. And you sell and we'll them. we'll be doing that again. Uh, we don't. Sell. You said you we, could purchase we, them. Oh, I was meaning for you other want to take communion. That That'll be a buck. Listening. Yeah, <laughs> that seems the way Jesus intended. Oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> so that's um, the following Sunday is our annual meeting. That's the thirteenth. So please, we need to have as many people there as we need to have you all there. Everyone needs to be there. Please, especially if you're a member, uh, because this is part of your responsibility to be honest. To be frank, okay. If I could be frank for a moment, please be frank. Um, it, you know, I'll be when you said you would be, oh, good. Thank surely you. you must be joking. Thank, well, frankly, I'm not. Um, <laughs> so uh, we need you there. We'll have the annual meeting. Will be in person and on Zoom, so you have options. But you know, it's part of being a member of a church is hearing what's going on, hearing about the budget for next year, making your input heard, and having votes. Indeed, so that's 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 really important. Have your say. I mean, yeah. 
have your say. And, uh, and then the last, lastly, if, if you're hearing this before this Saturday, June 5th, we are having the Malone family recital. That's right. It's o'clock. almost upon us. It's, I know. I'm very excited. Me too. I'm excited. I'm, I'm vicariously excited. I, oh, I will good, not good. be there, sadly. I have a, a conflict. Well you, can, well, you can always watch it on Facebook. Okay, thank you. We're going to stream it as well. And then it'll be re- saved once you stream it, right? Yeah, it'll be saved in perpetuity or until Facebook crashes. Wonderful. As a, as a platform. And how about Pilgrim Congregational Church in Southboro, Massachusetts? Well, What's going on there? Uh, what is going on there? Well, we just had our Memorial Day observances here in the town, and that includes at the Old Burial Ground, which is the former cemetery of Pilgrim Congregational Church. So uh, we had oh, a time wow. to interact with the community and honor our war dead. Um, mm-hmm. This is one of those um, moments where we, we look back and thank those who've sacrificed everything. And it's yeah. it's a real, for me, Memorial Day is the, it's the civic holiday that I appreciate the most. And it was nice to mm-hmm. see, the reason I bring it up is I got to see pilgrims in person again, which is a growing phenomenon that we'll speak yeah. more about. And uh, it feels great to be out in the community again. Now, there was a, a Catholic priest who who spoke at the Catholic cemetery, and then I mm-hmm. prayed at the Old Burial Ground and at the All Wars Memorial. And uh, so I was the only visible clergy at the moment I spoke, but it's just nice to be in the world with our yeah. faith. Um, we are in the, speaking of that, we're in the midst of our Backpack Angels program, which is where I we provide um, our supplies for kids um, in the greater Southboro area who are in need. Um, we are hoping to do 28 backpacks and five laptops this year. Um, These goals have, over the 25 years of this ministry, these goals have been generally easy to meet, uh, and I'm just grateful for everybody's generosity. We are worshiping uh, Children's Sunday this this Sunday in the sanctuary. Me too. Yep. Ours is inside, so the kids are going to wear masks. But June 13th, we are beginning (gasps) maskless worship at Pilgrim Church. So. We're grateful for that, and uh, hopefully mm-hmm. things will go as smoothly as they can, and no flare-ups, knock on wood, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then looking ahead, summer worship is going to start um, the last weekend of, of June, and that's when we go to 930 in the sanctuary. Um, okay. So outdoor worship for us is actually sunsetting for now. We're really trying to get folks to focus on being uh, together in the sanctuary. Excellent. Wish us luck. Streaming will continue. And when will the backpack thing end? Because you said that yeah, once it's done, that deadline is coming up quick, isn't quick. it? Quick. Yeah, we want to have. We're supposed to deliver everything at the beginning of August. Um, I actually have this in a note, so just bear with me as I pull it open. And um, before July thirty first. Oh, July thirty first. All donations in by July thirty first. Okay. Thank but you for asking. Don't put it off, people. Come on. Don't put it off. Come on. Because what's going to happen is July twenty first. It's like, oh, I really should do that. See. And by then, it's going to be too We're late. working that FOMO. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking, Speaking of, of FOMO, yeah. that's driving some of what's happening right now, isn't it? Yeah, and there's our segue. Indeed it is. Segway. So I, I, uh, our, we're starting. We're inviting people to, if you're vaccinated, to feel free to remove their masks during service uh, this upcoming Sunday. But it's an outdoor service, so it's kind of moot. 
What if people are not vaccinated, Jonathan? What are they supposed to do? We encourage you to keep your masks on. Okay. Uh, but I can only we can only do so much. Hmm. Okay. We're not going to check to see if you're vaccinated We're, or not. Yeah, we are. We are also requiring that people who are we are requiring that people who are not vaccinated keep their masks on. Hmm. Um, but I had a moment. Can I start with an anecdote? Yeah, please. Anecdote away. I went. I went to my lovely local roastery, Red Barn Coffee, oh, here in Southboro. They have multiple locations okay. around, but they okay. they produce a consistent, if a little dark for my right. taste, palette of roasts. I mean, Red Barn Roastery, a great way to start your morning. Indeed. They, and that's for free, Red Barn. Go ahead and take that one. Um, you can consult with Jonathan at 12enough at gmail.com. Uh, so I was in there. I was, I walk, as I'm walking towards the door, mm-hmm. two young men with, you know, the obligatory young man beards and the shaved heads and, you know, active athletic wear mm-hmm. uh, cut basically in front of me and walk straight in the door. Neither is wearing a mask. Mm. And I, Look at the sign on the door. And the sign on the door says, if you are vaccinated, you may enter without a mask. Please oh. continue to observe social distancing. So already, as of, you know, May 30th, we've we've thrown caution to the wind in Massachusetts. Right. Ha, ha, ha. We've followed the science in Massachusetts and decided go. to go maskless right. if we're vaccinated. So I'm poised and I, I walk into the space behind them. They're not wearing masks. Mm. I look around, uh, my mask is on yeah, okay. because I'm entering a building that yep. I wasn't totally clear on when I arrived. And I look in and there's other people all older than me mm-hmm. wearing masks. Interesting. Now, in Massachusetts, given our vaccination rate, if you are older than me, unless you have an issue around it, mm-hmm. there's a very good chance you're vaccinated. Right, right. Because the rollout has been fulsome here in Mass. Yeah. So it's been en masse. In mass. Oh, nice. So I'm I'm assuming everybody else is vaccinated. But look at these two young men Mm -hmm. with a little more swagger than makes me comfortable. Mm. And I turned around and walked out. Oh, wow. I didn't want to be in the space with them because I had to confront my lack of trust in my fellow human beings. Wow. I don't believe that they were unvaccinated, Mm -hmm. but I also don't trust them. To be vaccinated. (laughs) And this is the line I'm walking on right right now. And I know that wearing a mask does not protect me from their viral load. Yeah. The mask protects from spreading the viral load. Right. So if I have COVID and I wear a mask, I'm less likely to transmit it to people around me. Right. But if someone near me has COVID and they don't wear a mask... Uh, my wearing a mask seems to benefit less. Yeah. So I just have to work on my trust issues? And is that part of the core of what we're talking about today? Well, I think you're right to be suspicious. And I think suspicion in general is a good Christian value and we should have more of it. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Well, Gentle as doves, wily as foxes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. um, I, I think there is this sense of... There, uh, there's a push-pull that, that mm-hmm. I, I think what your anecdote speaks to. And as churches return to what we describe as normal mm-hmm. of this desire to become to go back to exactly the way things were before, mm. and also this other mm. sense of that doesn't feel right to go back to the way things were before. 
we've we've been through this before, haven't we? You you were uh, an adult during nine eleven, right? Yeah, yeah. I was. You remember how the people streamed into the churches and told us life would never be the same again. Right. I remember this like it was yesterday. Yeah, everything is different now. I heard that over and over. I received hugs from people I barely knew. Mm -hmm. I received offers of love and and peace from people I had only passing acquaintances with. I was cherished in ways I'd never been cherished before. Yeah. And it lasted about six months. Mm -hmm. And then we were right back to normal. Except I can't go up to the the gate of an airplane in the airport. That's changed. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, we'll give that. That's that, true. That's changed. And, and that, oh. the twenty-year war in, in Afghanistan. But, oh right. Yeah, yeah, that changed. But I think you're not to, to. I don't mean to diminish your point. I think overall, it did go back to a kind of normalcy. Yeah. And and I don't know if that's good. Hmm. There's something about the human tendency where we are mm-hmm. so um, so good at. Uh, returning to stasis yeah. and getting back to normal. And frankly, the people that have de- been demanding most stridently in this congregation where I serve mm-hmm. that we get rid of the masks are the ones who say devoutly and with intensity, if we don't get back to normal, we're going to lose our church. Right. Right. They are very concerned that if we don't go back to what it always was, we're going to have nothing. And boy, that putting out... <laughs> That, what happened to God in all of that? That's kind of short-sighted, folks. Yeah, I I think. Yeah. First of all, that's saying that normal was okay. Oh. And especially yeah. if you're if you're speaking yeah. from a place not just of our individual churches, and I think well that's where we'll focus. But if we're talking from a bigger yeah. um, societal systemical systemic kind of place, normal mm-hmm. was not okay, especially if you're black, brown, or you know BIPOC. Uh, yeah. Normal's not okay, so we don't want to go back. No. To normal, but even within our churches, I I, I asked this. I had this. Uh, I did a devotional for one, our last leadership meeting, and I said, mm-hmm. "What were some of the things at, when the pandemic started that you said this isn't so bad?" You know those those mm-hmm. those changes that we had to make. That they said, "You know this is okay," and they were more time, time with family, slowed down, mm-hmm. having our weekends mm-hmm. back. What is that? You know, what is that saying? And and for us, returning to normal is the sense of getting, making life busy again, beefing up our schedules, having events yeah. that attract people to come back to church. Like we have to, um, like we need to have a circus now in front of the church, or else people won't come back. Yeah. Is that is that the spirituality we want to be embracing? Mm. Yeah. There is there is always that tendency to return to normal. Yeah. If you shake uh, anything with water in it, yep. the water finds its place in relation to gravity in the atmosphere and eventually settles down. And I yeah. think churches are remarkably good at settling down, even into um, broken mm. <laughs> pathways. Mm-hmm even into uh, legacies of mismanagement, even into um, systemic racism and sexism and heterosexism. I, I feel like yeah. we're really good at just getting back to normal. Can we just get along is so often said by those yeah. in power right, uh, right. to remind the uppity 
other to settle down and be quiet. And yeah. I'm I'm feeling like maybe this doesn't have to be that. Maybe right. we don't have to just be what we always were. Maybe we take this opportunity. Thank you, COVID. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Thank you, our response to COVID, there to say, go. okay, so um, we lost a bunch of things that weren't really helpful. Right. Now do we run back into the arms of those things just because they were the things we did? Right. And let me be clear. I'm not talking about congregational singing. I think right. singing with other people is uniquely church these days yeah. and feels great. Oh, it does. It really feels great. And we will cherish that for a few weeks anyway when mm-hmm. we get back to it actively. Um, but maybe we could continue to cherish it. Um, maybe, uh, yeah. you know, call and response verbalization and mm-hmm. worship is is something we, we will reappropriate. Right. You know, calls to worship and things like that. Um, maybe praying together out loud will re- reappropriate. Um, there's lots of ways to be together that are countercultural and are a benefit of the church. Right. But then the other things like showing up for a two and a half hour meeting in person and not really using your time effectively. Yeah. Do we have to go back to that just because it's what we used to do? Yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> I even I would even yeah I think that's I think you're right on or even having to have meetings in person, I think there's value to it and I it, sure I I, I'm, I can see you know our church saying, you know four to six times a year we, our meetings will be in person but the other times we'll keep yeah. them on Zoom because it's just more efficient. Exactly. Maybe then your meetings become more like mini retreats. Yeah. And you are more intentional about the time you spend together to say, okay, look, we've got only so much time on this planet and in this meeting. Right. Let's take some time to really connect. Let's, not that we all have to be gazing longingly across the table into each other's eyes, but what if we did more kind of team building stuff at in-person meetings? What if we did more personal sharing and connecting at in-person meetings? And then the business kind of meetings are done online because frankly, accessibility and convenience and so much more. Mm Yeah, I I don't know. I want to go back to to worship as well, because I think that worship is always the apex of the life of a church. Indeed. And, 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 uh, you know, I made a number of changes that... uh, now, Charlie, you're in a, a unique situation where you um, transitioned from one church to another in the midst of the pandemic. Yes. So you were not in a place where you had habits and patterns built into the worshiping um, life of Pilgrim Congregational. That's right. Uh, which, which is, I think, is fascinating. I'd love to get you know hear your your thoughts on that. But I know that we had patterns and habits, and I had to drastically change them when this all started. And I brought a much more relaxed approach to worship, uh, mm-hmm. where I, you know, I didn't speak from the pulpit. I stopped dressing up. I mean, I still dressed respectfully. Thank you for that. Yeah, I, did, I didn't wear my my uh, Sex Pistols tour t shirt to yeah. worship. Um, to about board meetings, I wear it for that because mm-hmm. that's appropriate. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> you're just trying to make sure they're still paying attention. That's right. right? That's right. Um, but I, I already see this desire to return to the patterns of worship that we had before. And I'm wondering to what end, what, 
you know, what does it does it serve? Is there was there a value and and not that it has to be relaxed, but what was the purpose of worship? And I think that was a question we had to ask ourselves when we were forced to change things. Like, what is the purpose of worship? Why do we mm-hmm. do these things? And we really did cut the the chaff. And we said, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, we're not going to do offertory because we first, how do you do it when you're the only one worshiping? And is it necessary? Mm-hmm. Is it a necessary part of worship? Prayer concerns, you know, how was that done? You know, what was the, the, the focus of worship at that time? I, th- you know, when we return to normal, I think we stop asking those questions. We just fall back into yeah. this routine and we lose something. I think you're right. I but, think you're right. But I will say, it's scary to keep doing what we have been doing in a new day. Hmm. Let me, I'll, I can, let me, shall I unpack that a little bit or? Please do. Yeah. So, you know, what, you know, when I, when I return, when I what, changed the worship style a little bit, I, I stopped preaching one full sermon and preached sermonettes because, hmm. you know, just easier, like bite sized you know, bits to think about and broke it up into pieces. And, and it could be, feel scary to say, well, now that everyone's back in the sanctuary, which there, that will never happen, but most people are, people are coming mm-hmm. back. Why don't you just go back to preaching the full sermon? Like, we don't know what will happen if people will enjoy worship as much if I'm not, if I'm preaching these short sermonettes. There isn't a, you know, will, will they receive it in the same way? Will they say, well, this isn't what I was right. used to. I'm leaving. This doesn't feel like worship. Yeah. Because worship is a thing to be uh, comforted by, I guess, is apparently how some yeah. view it, see it. Or it becomes something we idolize. Yeah, that's the other. The memory becomes an idol in itself. Yeah, and we've got plenty of scriptures about golden calves and making idols and all of that. Mm. We, we don't need to wonder where that path leads. Um, yeah, I, I'm thinking about the ways we've changed worship there. There are aspects mm-hmm. that I'd like to go back to what we were alle- allegedly, I have to say, before. <laughs> But then right. there's other aspects that I'd like not to go back to. Uh, for instance, I've heard some stories um, about mm. things that happened in the church over the years, and none none were invoked recently. But um, you know, there there are moments you hear about where the time that someone told off a young parent who didn't know how kids were supposed to behave in the sanctuary and how wonderful it was that they oh, right. they gave that person their clear instructions so they could get right with church and uh, um yeah uh, terrifying <laughs> if that is yeah, if that is yeah. how you welcome young families you can be sure you won't be welcoming many um and and you're doing you're, it wrong That's you're doing it saying. wrong yeah you're doing it wrong and then and then what the <laughs> sanctuary looks like i mean we've got a really um what's the diplomatic way of putting this we have a beloved worship space Really mm. beloved, nice. which means every yeah. jot and tittle exactly the way it is, is really beloved. Okay. And you don't change things about that. <laughs> um, mm. I've, I've felt already, and I'm, believe me, I'm not talking out of school. Anybody who's been here has heard me say these right. things and knows that they exist at the DNA level of, and, and they do of every congregation, not just pilgrim. In Southbrook. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But we, we have this opportunity now to say, uh, let's remake the sanctuary in God's image. Mm. 
Let's mm. let's cut away the chaff that's wow. been encrusting our process for the last hundred years and say, okay, it is a new day. When you walk yeah. into a sanctuary and you don't have to wear a mask when you're vaccinated, that's a new day. We are we are we are yeah. proclaiming conquest of a thing that tried to kill us as a species. Yeah. And so what right. better day to, to thank God and say, okay, God, are we honoring you in this space just like this? Or is there something more we could do? Right. And oh, asking good. that question over and over again about everything, I think, is super important. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I, I, you know, so the, the pushback I feel, I mean, so in my own stuff, my pushback is, Let's not rush to return. Mm-hmm. And let's not rush to, because I know there's this anxiety of getting people to come back to church. Sure. And, and rather, and I get that, and I feel that as well, but I, I think that is missing the point of being church. Mm-hmm. Why don't we instead try to deepen our, our spirituality? Let's pause. You know, we're, we're in a transition time. I mean, uh, you know, think of it as if we've been in the wilderness for a while, not 40 years, but it feels, it may feel like that. And now we're starting to see the promised land. Mm-hmm. But did the Israelites just run into us and like, here it is, let's go. They pause. They say, well, let's go check it out. Let's see how God wants us to enter. Let's ask God to lead us mm-hmm. in this. And, and I'm wondering if, actually, no, I'm not wondering. I feel like that's what we need to be doing is to say, you know, as people are returning, how do we pause and just deepen our own spirituality? Take time mm-hmm. to pray, take time to listen, um, and, and in a way that we couldn't before because we weren't collectively together. And now that we're together, even if we don't talk to each other, to be sitting in silence next to someone is different than sitting in silence across screens. Mm-hmm. Uh, your your experience, your awareness of the Holy Spirit, I think, is yeah. different when you're surrounded by others and to say, let's not have, let's, you know, put the, put the glitz aside, keep the programs at a minimum. Let's just take some time to pray and listen and hear how God is this, this phone. I'm going to, I'm going to end up smacking this phone. (laughs) I'm trying to make a point here. (laughs) Hey, God is still speaking. The bell is ringing. Right, right, right. That's not God calling. That's the devil. We know it. I mean that, and and and, um, I, and the the tension I feel in myself of like, but we need to be doing things to attract people back. I think is a tension that I am sensing at least from the leadership of the congregation I'm serving, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it's probably a tension in in many churches and just people in general of like, let's get back to the normal, let's have our family gatherings, let's have our picnics, yep. as opposed to let's just sit and be. Mm-hmm. And, and need we remind you that over. You know, over 600,000 people have died from this. Yeah. We really need to pause. Oh, glory. Yes, we do. Say nothing of the psychological trauma that our children have gone through, uh, that all of us have gone through. This is not something where we want to just like quickly dust, you know, wipe the dust off our feet and say, well, I'm done with that village. Next. So many people have, have hurt so deeply at this time and all i'm hearing in the rush to get back to normal frankly is a lot of me 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 
You know, mm. I'm tired. I'm done. Yeah. I'm et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I'm conflicted over this whole, what this is and how we're doing it. Um, anyway. I, well, I'm conflicted too. And, and oftentimes it, people in my congregation know that when they come to me with a, with a, with a conflict of their own or some, or a challenge that we're facing, my usual response is, well, let's, we need to pray on this. I don't like to give a quick answer. Yeah, that's smart. I mean, it's, it's kind of like if you write that email out of anger, don't send it, sleep on it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then read it the next day. I, yeah. I, I think there's a similarity just with this urge of like, okay, we got to go back, we got to go back. No, 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 stop. Just stop. Just stop. Yeah. Just wait and, and, and be still. You got something to, to read, Charlie, I, I see. I do. Yeah, you are really sparking yeah. something in me. I, I found this... Oh, uh, for people that don't know, Frederick Buechner um, has written for many years on topics of the spirit. Uh, yeah. Presbyterian? I don't remember his his uh, original affiliation. Let's say Presbyterian, <clears throat> Episcopal-Presbyterian, Presbyterian, Presbyterian. But he, he transcends. And he's written a number of alphabets. Um, he's written like an alphabet uh, of who's who. He's written an alphabet of, uh, you know, challenging topics in the Bible. He's also written Wishful Seeking, a Seeker's ABC. That's wishful thinking. Indeed it is. And it's, okay. <laughs> it's what did I say? You said Wishful Seeking. Wishful Thinking, a Seeker's ABC. Sorry. There we go. That's I, all right. I probably said it too fast. Um, right. He's got this... There's various little topics, and I went from fool to forgiveness to freedom, and I just wanted to read from the freedom topic, if I might, briefly. Time's a-wasting. We have freedom to the degree that the master whom we obey grants it to us in return for our obedience. We do well to choose a master in terms of how much freedom we get for how much obedience. To obey the law of the land leaves us our constitutional freedom, but not the freedom to follow our own consciences wherever they lead. To obey the dictates of our own consciences leaves us freedom from the sense of moral guilt, but not the freedom to gratify our own strongest appetites. To obey our strongest appetites for drink, sex, power, revenge, or whatever leaves us the freedom of an animal to take whatever we want when we want it, but not the freedom of a human being to be human. The old prayer speaks of God, quote, in whose service is perfect freedom, unquote. Mm. The paradox is not as opaque as it sounds. It means that to obey love himself, who above all else wishes us well, leaves us the freedom to be the best and the gladdest that we have it in us to become. The only freedom Mm. love denies us is the freedom to destroy ourselves. That's really good. Um, so to the best yeah. and the gladdest, are, is your church tr- finding a way to be its best and its gladdest? It doesn't mean yeah. you have to act and sound like the mega church down the road. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean you have to try and appropriate gospel music when you're pasty white and can't snap on the right beat. It doesn't mean you should you should you know try and be all these things you're not. But within your possibilities, mm-hmm. what is your best and gladdest self? And shoot for that. Go yeah. for that at this moment. It's, it's too, the opportunity is too ripe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and here's the, the kicker. Give us the kicker. You've already done it. 
How many times have we said during this pandemic, like, you all are being the church? Mm -hmm. So whatever it was that we found, we pulled ourselves up or found a creative way to continue to be a church when we had all these restrictions placed upon us, let's keep doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. Okay. All right. Have we... Yeah. Have we aired out our concerns? We're, this is not over for us. Try, We're going to continue wrestling. I just, I wrestling don't want to wear a tie. I just don't want to wear a tie. <laughs> then don't wear a tie, Jonathan. Okay. Go Thank on with you. your non-tie self. Me, I'm going to wear a tie sometimes. Good. And yeah. then sometimes I won't. So Good. Stay tuned, folks. Bet you can't wait to see what happens. Yeah, tie or no tie. My Ooh, tie, your boy. tie. Oh, my I'll tie. tie. No tie. Let's pray. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think, yeah. I found a lovely prayer that's got a nice Trinitarian format because we were going to discuss the Trinity today, but yeah. Trinity Sunday still just happened two days ago. So yeah, and, the prayer and is I'm, I eternally know appropriate. Between Charlie's service and mine, we explained the Trinity as well as anyone can. So just go back and watch those services. It's that's all right. set. It's on we Facebook did it all. for we us. We said everything they need in to be said. In great detail. Yeah. Yeah. I think my, I think my punchline was, it's a mystery. The classic um, George I, Carlin line. I, I think I said, my final line was, and that's why the Cappadocians are right. Oh, see, you went to Cappadocia again. Of course you did. <laughs> so you have a prayer by Francis. I do have a prayer. Good old St. Francis. And um, I'm going to begin, and then Jonathan will pray in the middle, and then yep. we'll conclude with St. Francis. So Excellent. let us go to God again in our let's, prayers. Let's pray. God, thank you for this chance to talk with Jonathan and with the people and to think about why the lure of the same old is so strong. Help us to really decide with you, God, with your spirit, where we need to go, what we need to do, who we can be, rather than just rushing back in like water filling its highest point to just be the same old thing we always were. Hey, give us courage, God, to be free with you, to fully fall into a relationship with you, to give ourselves to you, and in that, find that perfect freedom. Help us to let go of those things we need to let go of, to hold on to those things that are right, and to follow you with every step. And from St. Francis, this is the concluding prayer in his letter to the Order. He wrote, Almighty, eternal, just, and merciful God, grant us in our wretchedness the grace to do for you alone what we know you want us to do, and always to desire what pleases you. Thus, inwardly cleansed, enlightened, and inflamed by the fire of the Holy Spirit, may we be able to follow in the footsteps of your beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. And by your grace alone, may we make our way to you, Most High, who lives and rules in perfect trinity and simple unity forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Okay. Boy, that is a good, that's a really good Trinitarian prayer. It is, but I want to thank you for fully fall into relationship with God. That was gorgeous, Jonathan. I love that. Oh, thanks. That note. I don't know if that's a, a formulation you've used in the past, but I just really noticed it today, and I love it. Oh, I don't know if I've used it. That's the problem with being Baptist is we don't write out our prayers. We just kind of do it. Yeah, I, I've, I enjoy various modes of that here in the UCC. Some, some folks really write every word and others mm. are flowing freer than they used to so anyway there's, there's not a right or wrong answer to that, that well sure there is 
<laughs> For me, anyway, use the written prayer when it matters that you yeah. use it and let it flow every other time. Okay. Okay. I That's see. my shorthand. Okay. All right. Well, Folks, have a good week. we got a lot of exciting things for both congregations, and I know there are people from other churches listening. I hope this week is good for you as you, as you move into June and go and do new things. Yeah, or apply this to the rest of your life. Think about, yeah. think about the things that you would go back to that would be normal for you and ask yourself, why am I going to do that? And, yeah. and maybe it's time to just act like a newborn baby a and, newborn and baby. embrace that experience better. I don't know. Like the baby in the cake. Indeed. All right. Peace off. Bye. Kitchen Table Spirituality is a part of the 12 Enough Network. Your hosts were Jonathan Malone, the pastor of the First Baptist Church of East Greenwich, Rhode Island, and Charlie Eastman, the pastor of Pilgrim Congregational Church in Southboro, Massachusetts. You can send a comment about this show or any other show to 12enough at gmail.com. 12 is written out. You can find the show notes to this, including that great prayer by St. Francis, at 12enough.com. Please make sure to rate and like the show. Tell your friends about the show, and thank you very much for listening. I'm conflicted over this whole, what this is and how we're doing it. You're doing it wrong.